Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies. Today we're covering Season 3, Episode 8, The Good, The Bad, and The Badass. I did not know that episode was called that, but it's that is an title. excellent name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm your host, Nina. I'm your other host, Letha. And the Netflix synopsis for this episode is informed that this is year, this year's All-Valley Karate Tournament is being canceled. The three competing sensei attend city council meeting to save it. And sure. that kind of leads us to the... The lead in this episode, which is that we now live in a three-dojo system. No longer is it the duality of Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. It's liberating, honestly. It is liberating. And you get this, like, neat little montage where you're flashing. Or is it the illusion of choice? Hey, hey, hey. They have Whoa. different platforms. They have different platforms. They stand for different things. Okay, let's let's briefly go through it. All right. Um, okay, so Cobra Kai is running on a platform of winning at all costs. I mean, that Full is... Full-on war. Putting it mildly, Cobra Kai, led by... One former homeless man, now delusional former psychotic. Former army captain, excuse me? Former army captain and homeless man, Kreese. He, his rhetoric, and we see it in like the opening montage where you flash between the three senseis uh, doing their thing. Like, he says, our enemies are attacking us from all sides. And it's like, buddy, you run <laughs> a strip mall dojo. What does that mean? And then, you know, at, at a certain point, he's like, you gotta finish the fight. For good. And like, that means killing, right? That's what oh, you yeah. mean. And I mean, that's what we're talking about. You're not in the army, right? You understand that, right? So I don't think their platform is winning at all costs. I think their platform is just like, they're actually a guerrilla ops team and Kreese you know wants to send them out on missions. This, this so priceless is that, you know, ne- lately I've been noticing Kreese fashions because I realize he's bringing it. I mean, they have upped his clothing budget. <laughs> he's... While he's delivering this very ominous, uh, full-on war message, he's wearing a he he's has on a turquoise ring. Does he did really? I did not notice that. How the fuck are you, badass, and you're wearing a turquoise wow. ring? It looks great. He's pulling it off. Matches his tan somehow. Wow, he's yes. such a ridiculous person. But you know, okay, please get me the five-star spa that he's going to. Yeah, he, he is quite tan. That's true. Um, Meanwhile, Miyagi Do is exactly what you would expect, which is blah blah blah. Don't start the blah, fight. Yeah. Blah blah. Something inner peace. Blah. Daniel, right. Daniel, it's Daniel, hard to imagine them getting motivated. Daniel's speeches are just not very good. Yeah. You know. Now, obviously, I mean, we're biased. You know this, right? But Johnny's speech is pure gold. Being a badass doesn't mean being an asshole. What? That's a simple thesis. I feel yeah. like that is, sure, that, that works for me. Um, all things considered, you'd think I would say that I would, well, actually, I'm going to ask you the question. Which dojo would you join? You know I'm third party, Ralph Nader, Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang? I mean, obviously the correct answer is Eagle Fang, but I'm going to say Miyagi-Do because it oh, really doesn't no. seem like they do much work. Um, That's true. It seems like a lot of hanging they, out by the co- the koi Do you want to hang out with Daniel and in the fishing boat? That's what you're going to get. Also, Daniel is super pissy during the Miyagi-Do training montage. He's a bit pissy. He's like a little, you know, he's, he's being a little tough on his students. It's crushingly, sure. Okay, let's just talk about it. Comparison, just from what we know. Miyagi-Do, pros. You get Daniel's sweet house with those probably amazing snacks. Lessons are free. Lessons are free. Little to no physical exercise. Little to no physical exercise. Um, Dimitri's in the class, so you're not going to be the worst one. That's yeah, true. all good things. Yeah. Um, cons, Daniel and Samantha. Yeah, that's not good. Um, probably, like, Anthony lurking. Probably Anthony lurking, like, wondering that why his dad That is, they haven't murdered him. him and buried him in the koi pond. In, incidentally, we haven't seen Anthony in weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
coincidence. Um, but yeah, then you get to uh, Eagle Fang, which obviously had like it is a moderate among extremes. You, you can get, be a badass you get without fresh being an air. asshole. You're not caged in by four walls in some musty dojo. Um, you get to practice. But there's a heart. water fountain that a meth head routinely wipes his Sorry, ass in. Water's for pussies, okay? No. Uh, enjoy your meth head ass water. Thanks. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, Cobra Kai, which is just like, what? Did these like kids enlist? Why are they doing this? That is the dojo for the severely traumatized, aka Hawk, who the, has been through some shit and and doesn't really know. The only person that blood. dojo makes sense for is Tori because Tori, like, what she's Tori's getting, getting out getting of her it, rent paid. she's getting her rent paid. Like, she, the head of this dojo is willing to like threaten her like landlord for um in her honor. So it's like, yeah, no, this makes sense for Tori, absolutely, but. Shit. I mean, other than being a complete psychopath, I don't even know what Hawk is getting out of it. Like, this dojo sucks, man. Yeah, I wonder if it's like the sunk cost fallacy where he's put in. He's done so yeah. much for Kreese. He's stolen so many war medals. He's stolen There's so many war medals. No coming back from it. That's fair. Um, so what do you want to talk about next? Should we talk about Juvie and Robbie? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so Johnny and Daniel are like lurking outside the Juvie place where Robbie is about to be released. They get into a little bit. Um, they have a spat. I, I guess I don't know if I find it that plausible um, that Johnny would be there. But I mean, can I talk about what I find implausible, which okay. nobody, literally nobody else cares about? Um, there is no way. Robbie's a minor. That's why he's in juvenile hall. Like, when he comes out of the juvie facility, he, like, refuses to go with Daniel or Johnny. He's mad at them both. And so he just goes off on his own. No way. Like, they, he's a minor. They can't just let him go off on his own. They have to release him into someone's custody. Um, and, you know, there are two people there who are willing to take custody, but he has to be signed out by someone. I Absolutely not. He doesn't just get on a bus and go off so somewhere. So you don't think Kreese signed him out and is just waiting in the car for him? No. And Kreese is also, like, not, like... I'm not even sure if Daniel could see, sign him out. Yeah, like he needs... Well, Daniel might actually have like filed to be his legal guardian at some point. I don't know, right? Like when they sent his mom to rehab. So maybe. And he could probably get signed out by his dad because it's his, you know, his, his biological mm. dad. There's no way that they would sign him out to a random old man. Like that. Think about that for a second. Like what? Um, yeah. The, the point about their fight is that um, Daniel says... Your whole life you've been striking first. Maybe you should think first. And once again, I'm like, Daniel, when do you think first? I mean, think about the things that he's done in the last two seasons that have just been, like, purely coming from that kind of primal place of trauma. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird, like, it's this thing where, like, Daniel's all, like, smug. And it's not even necessarily that he's, like, wrong. It's just that you just kind of want to hit him just because he's all like, once again, I have to clean up your messes. And yeah, you know, it's 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 what it is. I feel like they have a version of this conversation every few episodes. Yeah, they really need to do something with Daniel's character that makes him just slightly less insufferable. Um, but yeah, speaking of Robbie, Robbie's mental state not so good right now. He is he's teetering on the edge. So he's he feels abandoned by Johnny and Daniel. Frankly, I get it. Yeah, um, he's he's more than justified. So he also in the waiting room as, as he's about to be released, he runs into Tori. No, this is later. Like, oh, okay. Um, after he's released, like as a uh, 
juvenile who is like released from this facility he has to constantly like check in uh, with like a probation officer um yeah i love having a lawyer on this podcast. we <laughs> desperately need one obviously obviously this is what the real people care about um but yeah so he is going to check in with a probation officer and um he runs into tori who also has to do that and it made me realize these two have like never talked right they've never That's had a true. scene together really. yeah they're they're their whole worlds have orbited around um Miguel and Sam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you realize, like, oh, they really both, both of them did a number on each other's significant others. So, like, it's an interesting moment when, like, Robbie stands up and his fist clenched and it's like, oh, yeah, they got, they got beef or they should have beef. I like this scene, honestly. One, because it's like, I, I like seeing a new dynamic and I know we talk a lot of shit about Robbie, but I think he's the most interesting he's ever been in this season. This is true. And that's, that's saying purely, very little. That's purely, maybe, like, all of these people, like, Daniel and Johnny bring out the worst in him. <laughs> maybe that's just what it is, and Sam brings out the worst in him. So everyone he meets brings out the worst in him? Yeah, but maybe Tori can do something with like raw Play-Doh. I don't know. I feel like they're teasing some sort of pairing there. I mean, they, they definitely are, because, like, Tori draws the parallels between them, and, like, she says... She's got a messed up home life. She's got a messed up home right. life. Right. And, like... And what Tori says, it's, like, both infuriating, but not unrealistic for Tori for who she is. She says, everyone else's life got to go back to normal except ours. And it's like, yes, but, like, Robbie damn near killed someone, and you damn near, like, killed someone. Like, that's why your lives didn't go back to normal. Like, what? what, You want to, like, be angry that Miguel and Sam's lives went back to normal? Sam didn't, like, start a fight with Brass Knuckles, and, like, Miguel just nearly died. Like, what? What? Anyways, um, but you know what? That's Tori. She's like that, and that's fine. Yeah, and actually, I think they're making Robbie out to be more of a normal teenager who's like, doesn't really see the gravity of his actions, and is just kind of like, operating from an emotional place. Whereas in season two, he was just like this weird zen, zen Robbie, and it made him even more kind of... Right. Although, like, his last scene in this episode, which, are we going to talk about? Yeah, Yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's go for it. Oh, so um, Miguel and Sam, um, they're riding high off of victory, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit. But they're like, friends now, I They're guess. friends now, like we saw in the last episode. They were getting friendly at school. And you know what? You know I don't like Sam, but like... Did with, you find that cute? I found that cute. With Miguel, she's almost charming. Mm, it's like, it's yeah. Miguel. Miguel brings out the best in everybody else. Like, he's there and you're like, oh, did you find it cute? Or were you like nauseated by it? I found it less nauseating than I usually feel. Like... Think of how nauseated we were when Sam and Robbie were together. Oh my god! And, and this we was like together. this was watchable. I'll say that. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like it was surprisingly. It nice. wasn't like that meat freezer wheel technique Ugh. garbage that we lived through. Um, right? Because so, yeah. they they sound like maybe again. I, I'm giving a lot of credit to Miguel, like because they sound like normal kids, normal teenagers, kind of flirting. It's they have like a little like play fight. And then um, Rob, and then there's this great soap opera esque moment where Robbie oh, yeah, suddenly appears. The, the musical cue is oh, like so great, power chord. Like you just see in the distance this dark shadow, and, and it's Robbie appearing in their backyard. Um, Are we doing a check on Robbie's hair? What do you think? Ugh. Has it evened out right now? I mean, I can't remember what. I think he's gone back to his season one do. Oh, yeah, God. like it's got that length again. And okay. he's, but it's like a little bit more gelled and slicked back to show his angst. I yeah, guess. to show his angst. And I was furious at this scene. Like, I I see what you're saying about Robbie, like being like a teenager, not understanding his actions. But this is like, you know, because he sees them all flirting together, he's immediately enraged, and he says, "Did you two get together the second I left, or did you wait a week?" And it's like, 
No, Robbie, they didn't because Miguel was in a coma that you put him in. You, you little fuck. You are <laughs> so, so lucky. Don't that... go after Latas Karate, son. No. I mean, you're so lucky that this kid wasn't paralyzed for life. Because honestly, like, also, do you know what you should do after you kick someone off, off of a two-story balcony when they're down and they go into a coma and are paralyzed? And You should apologize at some point. I think, yeah, he, yeah I think once they solve the the arc of Darth Robbie, he, he is going to apologize to Miguel. I just don't think it's realistic for him to come out of juvie and being abandoned by two people and immediately have this emotional realization. I think being in juvie and getting roughed up and uh, realizing that no adult is showing up for you probably just puts you in a kind of like, you're digging your heels in. And then it's compounded by the fact that, you know, you're sticking up for your girlfriend who, you know, yeah, she made a mistake. Uh, it's, and it's like, well, it, it does look like she she does prefer Miguel. Right. Just like everyone in his life prefers Miguel. This so is Miguel true. is like, it's not his fault, but he's sort of like the easy person to blame. I guess I, I understand that. And it's like every other reaction that Robbie has. Like, he's angry at Sam because she stopped writing him. You know, and like, you know, she's like, well, you stopped responding. Okay, but, Robbie, you're not missing much with Sam's emails. Seriously, okay? what, are you, what were you getting out of them in the first place? But like... He's angry at Sam, which is fine. I understand that. He's angry at Daniel. He's angry at Johnny. He can be angry at all of these people. And I'm like, yeah, kid, I get it. Absolutely. You angst your way out of this. It's fine. But I just can't imagine, like, if you're if you're not a complete sociopath and your actions led to some kid being in a coma, like, I don't know. Like, it would be weird to, to act that way towards them. Yeah. You know, to be like, did you get together with my, my girlfriend? It's like... You nearly killed this kid, yeah? Like, what would you have done if he died? Yeah, maybe, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if if there's, like, a callousness about being a teenager that we aren't able to remember or connect to, but... No fucking... Yeah, it's it's just, like, yeah, at some point he tries to throw a punch at Miguel, and... uh, Miguel Miguel, can't really fight anymore, Yeah, and Miguel just kind of, like, sitting back and watching this, and Sam intervenes. And he looks so betrayed, and it's, like... Again, I mean, this is, sorry, obviously I'm, like, taking this, like, taking the side of my karate son, but it's just, no way. Like, we were both teenagers. We met as teenagers. There's no way if you put someone in a coma, you wouldn't feel bad. Like, I I guess what bugs me is all through the season, we've seen Robbie feel really bad for himself. Robbie feels really bad for Robbie. Um, And it's just weird to me that, like, if you're not a sociopath, and Robbie's never been, like, portrayed as a sociopath, that you wouldn't feel, like, a little guilty ever. Ever. But he doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I think all of the teens, except for Miguel, are self-absorbed. I think they're saying Miguel is better than your average teen. Right. And that's why he's so... You know, I wonder if they're saying something like, there are certain kids that are beloved by adults because they're like mini-adults. They're more mature. uh, They're more like... Miguel is just naturally endearing. Whereas I think your average shitty teen is maybe like an Anthony, where he's like... He's probably not a sociopath. He's just kind of a selfish shit, and it's fine. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't particularly, like, they have to take care of him and everything, but they're not going to love doing it. Um, so Right, and I guess that's like, you're right. But that all this just makes you think, like, man, Robbie's such a shit. So it's hard to, like, really, for, for me to feel much for him when it's just like, come on, dude. Like, you feel bit. you should be, like, feeling a little bad about, like, almost killing someone like a little bit maybe like one moment of man that wasn't good i think like maybe we'll get it in like one episode i feel like you know at some point well 
That's true. He's just about to join, you know, Kreese's little army. So maybe yeah. his little revelation is a, is a ways out. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I, I did like this whole scene though. I mean, um, I liked it. I liked the soap opera over yeah, the top. Exactly. Um, it just, but it did just make me like, ugh, Robbie. I'm wondering though, what? it's also like, do you think Tori has a point that like Sam always ends up kind of doing fine? And so she's kind of like a good, um, like mm-hmm. each, both Robbie and Tori are kind of projecting all of their insecurities and things like. Right. But like. I guess for me, it's like Tori, like, you know, when she's like, oh, you know, how come, like, we're the ones who suffered? It's like, Tori's being a logical, like, okay, Tori's being a regular selfish teenager. She's being short-sighted and illogical. She's not connecting her actions to what has happened to her. She's blaming other people. But, like, I I mean, I don't find this, just, like, it's not great, but it's also, like, yeah. No, but it doesn't strike me as unrealistic, and it doesn't it doesn't make me think, like, there's, like, deeper rot in her soul or something. It's more like she's a fucking, like, idiot teenager. Um, but she didn't put Sam in a coma. Yeah, and I'm kind of still low-key rooting for Tori. Not just because she has amazing style. She does. Um, and I just would love to see her in a fight scene again. Yeah, but... no, she's, she has such good fight scenes. And it's like, she hurt Sam, and, like, Sam had, like, you know, cuts on her arm. But it's like, that's different, though. Like, she didn't, like, potentially, like, cause Sam brain damage. Like... Yeah, and it's like, she's probably pissed off. Sam's, like, back to normal and doing just fine, you know? And it's like, the fact that Miguel is back to normal and doing just fine is just pure happenstance. <laughs> like, I guess. It's like, and, and a great montage. But it's like, that was, like, not, like, a given, you know? Um, so, yeah, I guess I feel like with Robbie, like, this is almost like, guys, like, writers, this is almost sociopathic. Like, it's okay to have him be a shit, but, like, this is, like, beyond shit. Yeah. Um, mm. That's my feeling, at least. Yeah. Um, a lot to ponder here. God, I, it's so it's such an alien feeling to feel anything but contempt for Robbie. But I have to say, I feel a little pity for him. You're on Team Robbie. <laughs> oh, don't make me Team Robbie. You're Team Robbie. God. You're totally Team Robbie. Switzerland okay. here. Um, okay, let's get to high school drama. Um, again, believe just, it or not, that wasn't all the high school drama. Yeah, I. So there's some things. Uh, the final note is I'm just not a fan of of. Sam and Miguel getting back together. I just think, can't you just let them explore other relationships? I don't know. Sam desperately needs a character. And I don't think getting another boyfriend or even getting the same boyfriend back will really help with that. Yeah. Um, but she is less annoying when she's around She Miguel. is less annoying with Miguel. So that's though. something. Yeah. Um, okay, so Yasmin and Dimitri, the pairing that no one saw oh, coming. Lord. That no one needed. That I, I, I gotta mention this. I wrote it down. You know, we have this scene where, like, Sam and Miguel see Dimitri and Yasmin making out. She is wearing green pleather overalls and a black beret. It is totally absurd. It is as absurd as something Kreese would wear. I'm, I and I don't know. I'm wondering if this is, like, rich high school. I honestly am like, right? Do they think that hot teenage girls dress like this? I don't think they do. I'm or something. Right. It's almost, like, too much. It's too avant-garde. But you know what? It's it's interesting to look at, and watching them make out really isn't, so... Okay. I don't want to see Yasmin again. I'll say that. Yeah, and it's, like... Also, like, they're making out in a pretty public place, and, like, it's not really hard for Sam and Miguel to catch them. All they do is walk down the hallway, and then afterwards Yasmin is embarrassed, and, like... If we were to believe that she would make out with Dimitri, it would not be... It would be, like, in an empty classroom. Under the bleachers or something, yeah. yeah. come on. I think it's just basically to create camaraderie for Miguel and Sam. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, moving on from that, um, comparing the dojos who do a little training. So Eagle Fang is back at it, and the the great revelation here is Miguel is understandably weak, and he hasn't he can't even kick really. He can't really fight, which is again like going to the scene we just saw what at the end with like Robbie and Sam and Miguel is that Miguel like. You know, if Robbie tried to, like, fight him, like, Miguel can't fight. Like, he, I mean, you know, give the kid some credit. He, like, can walk. That's pretty impressive. But, yeah. yeah. I found it so adorable because Johnny just wants to protect him. Protect his karate son. Like, you know, Miguel's like, I'm still going to fight in the tournament. And Johnny's like, what? No, you're not. Um, and, you know, so they have a they have a fight where, like, Miguel's like, you said you'd always be on my, on my side. But it's clear that Johnny... He's being fatherly. He doesn't want his karate son to get hurt. And Miguel's mom sees it and is like, well, yeah, like, you know, if uh, he's a teenager, if he's not, if he's never mad at you, you're doing something wrong. And, you know, I mean, Miguel's mom, for what it's worth, is appreciative of, of her, like, looking out Very for Miguel. Very appreciative. Very appreciative. <laughs> um, and they have a nice little scene where, like, you know, she just tells him, like, you're a sensei. That's who you are. And she and he gives her, like, expired orange juice. I'm like, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. I'm, <laughs> it's, it's I'm here for it. Um, not that he has to do much, you know? No, he really doesn't. So let's just talk about Carmen and Johnny. Um, she sure got over him nearly crippling her yeah. son pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, Which I was... I don't really... It doesn't strike me as super realistic, but... Carmen seems like an incredibly, perhaps too evolved human being, you know? Like, she's an Amanda. She's an Amanda foil, where it's like. I mean, Amanda has, like, at least she used to before Crease broke her spirit, had some, like, zing to her. You could tell she was, like, fighting back against the, the, the lunacy of the world around her. Whereas Carmen is just like, you know, I know, I mean, I know karate was actually, I thought it was bad, but it's not that bad. It gave him confidence. Carmen's been brainwashed mm-hmm. by the city. Right. You know, like, just living here and being exposed to this much karate, she realizes there's no escaping it. I mean, I love, uh, so the, I guess you might call it the main conflict of the episode is that the city has decided to pull the permits from the All-Valley Tournament. And, you know, all of our our dojo (laughs) leaders are, like, shocked and dismayed about this. And there's going to be a community hearing so, like, they can present their case for why it should continue and I like scenes like this generally because I feel like they put into contrast like the complete lunatic world of the show, which is that karate is the be all end all of everything. And then you have these people encounter like normal people who are like, okay. Yeah, like that guy, the putz that uh, visited Daniel and Amanda's house. Uh, he was part of the All Valley Committee and he was, he's just so like bumbling and lame. I think they're just being like, the people that care about karate are not, like, the coolest people. <laughs> no. Um, and he, I like that he calls Daniel's backyard the enchanted tiki room, which, yeah, no, fair. Um, and he also shows up at Daniel's house to tell him this, which is weird. But anyways, like, you have, like, a... I, I, again, it reminds me of, like, one of my favorite scenes in this entire show, which is, like, in the first season when, like, there's a hearing like, where they're trying to determine whether Cobra Kai's ban from the All-Valley Tournament should remain or not. And you realize it's, like, you got people like Johnny and and Daniel where this is, like, a life-or-death banner. And then you have, actually, the people on the board who are just, like, do we have the power to ban people? I didn't know that. And they just want to know what color the mats are going to be. And so, like, at this community hearing, like, the guy who goes before the All-Valley contingent is, like, this dude who 
is really upset that manhole covers are now called maintenance covers, which, <laughs> yes, that is silly city politics. That's what a community hearing is. I love that. Yeah. It's like a Parks and Rec scene. Okay, that is a nice a nice little touch. And then at the end of this this scene, which features a number of compelling speeches, which we can talk about, you've got, like, the city council person who is just like, you know, I don't really get the fascination with karate, but you've all made really, but you know, but you, it seems to matter a lot to you guys. And if you all sign waivers, I'm okay with it, which is like, yep, no, that's, that's how a normal pe- person would feel. Uh, yes. Like sign a waiver, as long as I'm not responsible or liable, who cares? But let's talk about the approaches. So Daniel comes in, no notes, shoots from the hip, speaks Johnny, from the Johnny, Johnny does. Sorry, Johnny. Um, and then Daniel is bringing his, his diary full of Miyagi anecdotes. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then Crease again, in another flattering ensemble. Crease <laughs> ends up uh, speaking first in his flattering ensemble, and he's no got one, No uh, one comments on the fact that, like, the first episode, he was wearing his green army jacket, and, like, you know, like, no one talks about the dramatic transformation. Like, man, either he's charging those Cobra Kai yeah, students in arm and just, like, Yeah, and he just shops designer now. Um, and he looks ridiculous, but you know what? I, sure. Yeah. Ray-Bans ain't cheap. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's got, he's the most put together and he's got, he's got everyone's number. He introduces himself as retired army captain, mm-hmm. John Kreese. He, uh, corrects Daniel when Daniel says councilwoman Roberts, he says council person Roberts. He's so good at making speeches. It's like he went to Toastmasters. Right. I, I again, I, I've complained about this. It's broken me in the past, but Chris is whatever the situation calls for. You're going to come full circle on this. I know it. Um, he, so yeah, so in, in this case, he is like a perfectly poised and charming public speaker, which, well, fucking why not? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but then, of course, like, it's it's Daniel and Johnny that ruin everything. Because he, he probably could have just, like, given a speech and gotten the turn Amanda back. also kind of loses her cool. And- yeah, she has, he, she's been broken by Crease just as I have. Yeah, she had to leave. Because um, of the restraining order against her, which was actually pretty funny. Like, they could they, they could have actually played that up as being even funnier. Cause I it's, know. Yeah. Um, Amanda's going to be serving 20 to life for something she does for Crease. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, of course, like, Johnny and, like, you know, when Crease talks about being, like, you know, a source of support for his students and stuff like that. Like, you got Johnny being like, no, that's bullshit. And, like, Daniel, like, getting up and being like, no, Cobra Kai's the worst. And it's like, you guys, I mean, just let Chris save the tournament, dude. But Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, ugh. Like, this is not the time to, like, hash out your grievances. Um, because, of course, like, hearing hearing everybody talk crap about each other's dojo is like, of course, the council, council person, Roberts, is like, this sounds terrible. Do you think if they had canceled the All-Valley, what do you think Kreese would have done? Would he have just, like, packed up shop and left town? Because his, like, reason for being is gone? I think that his reason for being more than winning tournaments appears to be training a weird, like, black ops guerrilla army of teenagers to do God knows what. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. I don't know what his end goal is. he was is. actually running a gang and this was, like, training, it, that might make sense. I kind of wish that we'd find out that he is running a gang and he's trying to, like, just, like, it, like, it seems like, are you trying to run a protection racket? What are you doing? Because otherwise you're just making, like, a bunch of psychopathic teenagers. You don't even need to do this to win a tournament, you know? Like, yeah. You know you can't kill people in a tournament, right? Like, that's... Well, we won't know what happens. <laughs> 
Who knows what the rules are? This it seems like the committee is like so hands off now. They're like eh, anything goes, I guess. <laughs> like, all right, if they're if you're gonna make speeches, but it's it's of course Miguel who saves the tournament. I mean, obviously, like he's the one who has suffered the most from karate and the fact that he would get up there and be like, "This is important." Um, I actually, what do you think of his speech? I think it's fine. Um, I think it's heartfelt. It, he's just a really good actor, so he sold it. Um, of course, he gets interrupted by Sam. Which Sam is joins in, which is terrible. Sit down, Sam. Yeah. So Sam Sam adds nothing to the speech. I mean, I will say like one thing. He does say like the thing about karate is that like it helped him because um, he was being bullied, and he said something like, "There's always going to be somebody who wants to bully you. You can't just pretend it's going to go away, and you can't just pretend that like you can ignore it. You gotta like uh, you, you you gotta know how to defend yourself. And if this show has a thesis aside from like bad shit can happen even when you do good things, it's probably that like you know because you do see like the the adults in the show like a lot of times they're like well, we're, ha- we're gonna have an anti-bullying meeting where we talk about how bullying hurts the world and it's like yeah yeah no bullies know that they, they got it like it's just yeah so i didn't i didn't mind that part and i understand miguel is very convincing and he's a good actor so yeah yeah it serves as a glue to put him and sam together which is sad but <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's it's weird. I make I have mixed feelings about it because like I don't like Sam, but Sam is like more tolerable with Miguel than she is with like any other character. Do you think we're gonna get another kind of female character that is uh, another competitor for Miguel's affections? Because I feel like Tori's on the outs. There's no coming back. I mean, I hope not because they can't just keep introducing female characters to be like love interests for like Miguel or, or other. Well, people. hopefully they they do something like they serve like, another purpose. What I liked but... about Aisha was that she wasn't really anyone's love interest. She was just you know. That's true. <sighs> can't you be both though? Like they could. I'm still hoping they'll do something with Tori. I mean, I hope so, and I think they will. Like I like I like Tori. Like the fact that she's not. I mean, I like her as a character. Like I don't think she's like a great person or anything, but like. I think that her brand of, like, teenage assholery, like, just rings more true to me than, like, Robbie's, which is just, like, whatever the plot wants it to be, I guess. It's like, you're right. In the second season, he was Zen Robbie, which was weird. In this season, he's basically, like, remorseless psycho Robbie. Like, Tori, at (laughs) least, is just consistently, like, she seems more like a real person. (laughs) I'm just thinking back to that scene where he has a mouthful of blood and he's smiling and if you would recut it any other way it would have been like oh he's really turned he looked like benicio del toro or something like, right about to, like that for me kill someone for me that was like the the high point of how much i liked robbie yeah. him like tussling with that guy in juvie and then they like have respect for each other bully again is Man. he gonna join cobra, cobra guy he's like oh maybe robbie's gonna do some recruiting straight out of juvie ah. why not why not natural competitor is just like exactly. Chris wanted. Oh, man. i kind of like juvie bully even though he was like 47 like you know <laughs> yeah. robbie yeah those are the only kind of friends robbie once again his friends are now crease i guess uh yeah yeah because of course the last scene of the episode is Oh my god, it's Crease lovingly stroking a tournament poster and like alone in the dojo and then <laughs> the Robbie shows up. Annual. Oh, um oh my god, what a weirdo. Do you think Robbie's just going to be living there now? Well, he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. It's dumb because if I was Robbie, I'd be like, look, you can still be mad at Daniel and take advantage of the fact that he has this beautiful yeah. palace for yeah, you to stay in. Yeah, just go live there. Like seriously, yeah. you may, I mean, it's a big house. You might not even have to see him. Um Yeah. yeah. And, like, 
he's mad at Daniel because Daniel's like the reason why he's in Juby. Although like Robbie's original plan, I believe, was just to be on the run forever, which was also stupid. But you know, I, I get again him being mad at Daniel is sort of like I, a realistic teenage thing. So fine, but like, yeah, and he's also justifiably angry at, at Johnny. Oh yeah, totally, because Johnny like yeah. ditched him for her, for a prayer circle with his karate son. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay, wait. We we didn't cover Carmen and Johnny's oh, yes. hookup. Yes, that's okay. like that uh, came. Did that kind of come out of nowhere for you? A I'm little surprised. Bit. When she came in the first time, I was like, girl, you're not here for some orange juice. You're here. some expired <laughs> this orange is, juice. This is the most transparent. Right. Again, can we also talk about who has the most game? Are we talking Allie and Carmen? It's probably going to be a showdown between the two of them. Oh, Allie. Allie, yeah. Allie, Allie. Allie left, is not even bothering to respond to his messages. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, who this? Like, some sometime later. But, uh... <laughs> Do you think, so you think Johnny is just kind of like, love the one you're with? I mean, I think that he likes Carmen a lot, and like, he's obviously thought like, he didn't have a chance with her when, you know, she was blaming him for like, the Carmen's going to be ace in the hole. She has a karate son. Yeah. Allie does not. Allie doesn't, not that we know of, yes. That's but, true. Uh, but yeah, like, Carmen has decided, uh, I don't know, it's not, it, it's not unrealistic, but it's not realistic either. Whatever, the plot has made it so that Carmen has forgiven Johnny for any complicity in, in Miguel getting injured, obviously she's really grateful that, like, Miguel's recovery, a lot of that's due to Johnny. Um, and she finds the fact that this guy's very good to her son quite the turn on. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not a mom, so I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's a thing. Um, <laughs> I, if one of your lines are, you were so magnificent in that city council meeting. <laughs> Damn, girl. Right. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, she wants some Johnny, so, like, she just kind of, like, leaps on him. They're making out. They're going to the bedroom. Johnny's flat-screen TV falls off the wall and shatters. It's fine. He knows how to put put one up again. (laughs) Um... Yeah, we didn't do his... Uh, his apartment looking a little nicer? It's looking a little nicer. Yeah. Okay. See, he's showing some growth. Yeah. He's got, like, a picture on the wall, and it's a picture of women in bathing suits, but it's tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm still waiting for, for Daniel. Just, I want to see him fall. Because I then know. we can actually see him get a redemption arc. Because now he's just... He's just doing shit. Mm-hmm. Like... Going to Okinawa, no consequences there. Coming back, no con. Uh, yeah, the, the show refuses to like actually dig into like is he caught? Like maybe he really is causing tension with his wife. Maybe his daughter doesn't immediately like go like, okay, dad, you're right. I should join karate again. Maybe she's mad at him. And, like, but it doesn't really dig into any consequences from his actions. It doesn't. I, this isn't my problem with Crease. The fact that Crease is so fucking insane makes Daniel's reactions to him seem I logical. In, I wish there had been some episode, like maybe the next episode at the end, he like goes to visit Crease and he sees that both Amanda and Sam have joined. Right. <laughs> Amanda's just like, well, you know, he lifted the restraining order and suddenly I saw it something. It would be a soap opera move. She's right? like, you know that time I visited him after hours? I mean, That's the slap wasn't the only thing that oh, happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be kind of fun. I mean, the problem, I understand that they probably put Crease in here because it's like, if you want, you don't want Johnny to be a villain, right? And like, in order to make him like the good guy, you need like this real villain there, which, cool, I guess that made sense like in an earlier season, but now it's just like, all you've done is made Daniel seem like he's like, he's, you need him to defeat Crease, And it's like, oh, but he's the worst. <laughs> and like, you stop making Daniel seem like he's like, yeah, okay, that's pretty sensible. Yeah, no, Cobra Kai really can't be allowed to 
continue to exist because they're a bunch of like fucking mafiosos at this point. Like, God, get me in the writer's room because I have like five other alternate. What do you got? Daniel. Okay. What do you got? What if Daniel went, decided to cross the line? He Something happens to him or Sam and he realizes revenge is the way. And kind of like Karate Kid 3, they flirted with the idea of Daniel being like irritated at Miyagi's lessons or the fact that Miyagi won't even teach him. Daniel was such a dick to him in Karate yeah, Kid 3. Yeah, that's true. He was. I, I'm not and team he, Daniel. There. And he's just like, Look, I want to go to someone who's actually going to teach me, and he gets kind of seduced. Maybe not by Crease, but by someone else. And I, like, I want to see Daniel kind of cross over to actually, the dark side. Do you know what I think that they should have done? Aside from making, I'm going to repeat it, they should have made Sam a gun nut. But like in in a reaction, still come on, come on. There's only a couple episodes left, maybe. But like, what they really should have done with Daniel is made him like a karate dad. Do you know what I mean? Like, have Sam be really good at karate and, like, but not really, like, want to do it anymore. Yeah. And, like, him just being like, no, baby, you got to do it because, like, that's... He's basically halfway there. He's halfway there. Just go full on. But they'll never... That's the thing. They're too afraid of making Daniel look bad. So they'll never take it to its logical conclusion, which will be, like, Sam basically feels like she has to do karate in order to be close to her dad. I mean, he doesn't love Anthony, right? So it's just, like, that's how you get your dad's love, by doing karate. And he just keeps pushing her and, in the process pushing her away yeah um they could have done that they should they could still do that but they're not gonna do that they they're too afraid to make to i make mean Daniel they're not gonna bad. do that in this season i think yeah if they wanted to actually show um the, that is what would happen though like sam is already kind of traumatized and she would just be like it seems you care more about this strange miyagi induced sport than you do about me right and yeah to me that's like it's a logical plot that's rooted in like Actually, it's rooted in who both they both are as characters. Like, Sam's kind of a passive person who goes along with things. And you could see her totally being like, okay, well, my dad really wants me to do karate, so I guess I will. And then Daniel's this person who, like, yeah, he kind of, he's, like, kind of full of himself. And he thinks that, like, his, the path that his life followed is, like, the path. Like, of course, karate, it saves everyone's soul. Yeah, and if he actually got the opposite lesson about how karate actually makes you lose everything. Like, remember Johnny at the end of season two? He lost everything, Mm -hmm. and he was like, fuck karate. Yeah. (laughs) I need a break. Right. I want Daniel to have that revelation. Yeah, and I I think he would have that if it's like you end up like, like, God, like, what if, like, Sam, like, got injured because Daniel kept, like, pushing her and pushing her and pushing her, you know? I feel like if the, the... Karate is basically a stand-in for Miyagi, and anyone going up against Miyagi is going to lose in Daniel's affections, I think. Like, if Amanda was like, no karate, do you listen to her? No. No, yeah. snuck around behind her back, fucking off to Okinawa. Fucking off to Okinawa. Yeah, and I think that's like, instead of just like portraying it as like, oh, it's so kooky how he's so into like his old mentor Miyagi and karate. If like you actually just showed like, he goes too far, dude, he goes too far. He goes way too far. 30 years she's had to listen to this bullshit. Oh, I know. And she has it, yeah. And poor Amanda, man. Like, this <laughs> season has been Amanda. hard on her. Oof. Okay. Um, straight thoughts. Well, hmm. I said ass face is now penis breath. Oh, that's right. That's true. Poor guy. Yeah. Don't ever try to come up with an alternate nickname. Can't catch a break, man. Um, <laughs> Bert is still just wonderful. I mean, he doesn't have any lines, but yeah. I just like Bert. Yeah. Maybe because it's like, it's so nice to see like members of the dojo who aren't really like main characters, but you're like, I recognize him. I've it's seen nice him. It's nice to recognize people. It's so nice. Not something you get with Cobra Kai. No. Um... 
who do you feel like which dojo do you feel like won this episode be a regular recurring well oh yeah it's got to be eagle fang because it's oh god i was gonna say it's got to be eagle fang because it's miguel who like gets the tournament that's true but then sam joins him sam leeches off of it's what is that stolen stolen victory uh something anyway uh yeah yeah sam basically like Miguel could have done it all on his own, but she has to stand up and be Sam. So, like, you can call that also a Miyagi-Do victory. Okay. But Kreese is winning at life. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Look at his sunglasses. Just look at them. Kreese is like, live or die. I've got my (laughs) 3,000 thread count sheets. Kreese is, like, clearly... I don't know. He's making a lot of money, like hand over fist with Cobra Kai, or like from payments from Terry Silver or something. You know, yeah. he's, he's doing well. We need to track those bank transfers, right? Right. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot going on with Crease. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, I hope the next episode gets into that. It's got two episodes left. Two episodes. No, three. Left. Is that no, right? No. Let's see. We're on episode eight. Yeah. Two episodes left. What do you think? What do you think they're gonna? Well, I mean, we're going to end with the tournament, obviously, because they just went back. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, what? Miguel can't fight. I don't think they're going to end with the tournament. That's too much to stuff into the rest of the season. I do think something big is going to happen, though, with one of the relationships. That's as vague. I, I'm going on no information. How do you feel, by the way, the fact that we have gone spoiler-free and are doing this methodically? I feel like... I. I don't even know what the internet is saying. I know. I feel like I've been in a black hole. It's been a little tough. Like, it's... what if they kill half of the... I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like we Chris sound... poisons the other two dojos and everyone dies. That's the only way this could logically end. It's a end. mass extinction event. <laughs> and it's a, it's the massacre of, of West Valley. I, I believe it. I mean, the thing is, I feel like we have sort of blinded ourselves willingly. And, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, maybe we sound like idiots saying, like, oh, there's going to be a tournament or there's not going to be a tournament. Because, like, I'm sure everyone else, like, watched all the episodes within a day or two. Yeah. Um, and we are definitely behind Do you think we would have appreciated the slow darkening of Robbie's character if we had binged it all in one day? I mean, I feel like we would have had all the same reactions, just kind of compressed. <laughs> um his hair's back the same way. Right. So, oh, God. Such a journey. So I got a, I got a question for you. Oh, boy. How does it feel for Robbie to be your spirit animal now? He's not an animal. Your spirit animal is oh, what I said. Oh, God. He's not. He's just a guy and juvie. How does it feel to love Robbie? <laughs> how does it feel <laughs> to be, like, the captain of Team Robbie? You know what? I'm Team Tori. You should change your name to Robbie and the Robbieettes. Okay. We're going to close this episode out. <laughs> Before I say things, I, I'll regret it. <laughs> um, like your hero Robbie did? Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> I'm giving this episode uh, three out of five. Better than the last episode, just because we were spared a Daniel Sam moment. Three out of five expired orange juices. Oh, nice. Yeah. I will give this episode... Yeah, you know, that's about right. Three out of five Robbie heads appearing with, like, power chords playing in the background. Yeah, I mean, God, is somebody just... We need to cut that clip out. If we yeah. stop clipping stuff, God. Such a such a dramatic musical it's turn. It's such a good musical cue. Oh, okay. Um, strike first? Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.
dance so half-heartedly. <laughs> I do it just to piss you off. 